Part park, part trail, Shooks run zigzags through central Colorado Springs. It cuts diagonally across city blocks and neighborhoods as it follows the creek for which it's named. Between Cache Poudre Street and Platte Avenue, the trail widens into a small streamside forest. And on a sunny day, it's an oasis of shade for runners, cyclists, children, and dogs. Most of the people who enjoy the park probably don't know or necessarily care, but most of the shade comes from invasive or non-native trees. But if you look more closely, you may also notice recently planted native tree saplings like cottonwoods, golden currants, and nanking cherries. These trees are slowly being introduced throughout the park by Gary Rapp and a team of volunteers. Rapp is a soft-spoken, retired city planner who started a nonprofit called the Shooks Run Agroforestry Project in 2000. I met Gary at Shooks Run for a tour of his most recent work. This is a native plum, and it is a one that you typically find in riparian areas. So it's one we're introducing mm-hmm. uh, as we can. Planting saplings that might take another 40 years to grow in an urban park may seem like small potatoes in a world of big problems. But Gary's project is part of a larger urban ecology movement called agroforestry that seeks to find symbiotic relationships between agriculture and wildlife habitat. Part of the way I understand agroforestry is is restoring habitat but with a special attention to ecosystem services and how humans will interact with that ecosystem. That's my friend Lee Fariz. He's been volunteering with Gary for the past year. And a big component of that is through use of the plants such as food, you know, planting choke cherries and currants and nankings and sand cherries, but really paying attention to restoring the ecosystem, but focusing on how that helps us and, and the services we get from that. Gary and Lee are planting a sort of public orchard that will produce fruit for future generations. You know, you can look at it as a kind of gardening. This is forest gardening. Gary wasn't always a modern-day Johnny Appleseed. A lifelong city employee, he came to conservation towards the end of his career. This got started back around uh, 2000, after I retired from the city planning department, where I worked on updating the city's landscape code to be more water-conserving. During that process, we learned about the native plant communities in Colorado Springs. So I began growing the plants, and at the same time, I began a study to analyze the structure of streamside forests and how plants grow together and whether or not they were more productive when they grew together. In fact, they were more productive. We call them multistrata patches. Multistrata patches are communities of native plants that are self-sustaining. The forest can provide its own water resources, can provide its own pesticides because it's hosting birds that feed on those pests. So it's very much more resource efficient mm-hmm. that nature has provided this forest. It's really pretty this time of year with the leaves falling on the, on the water. Here on Shook's Run, we're standing below magnificent cottonwood trees. Though often scorned as the bane of the spring allergy season, for Gary? Cottonwood is the king here in terms of the native uh, dominant plant. The towering creekside trees, says Gary, also serve to irrigate other plants. Cottonwoods and other deep-rooted Plants uh, that go down into the water table will actually lift it up and move it out into the soil at night. Mm-hmm. And plants that aren't as deeply rooted but provide that lower habitat and food sources, they can take advantage of that. Cottonwoods didn't originally grow in Colorado Springs. Back in the late 1800s, 
General William Jackson Palmer, who founded the town, shipped in and planted many cottonwoods for shade and aesthetics from other parts of Colorado. But there was a reason they weren't here before, not enough water. And Shook's run? Well, initially, when it was first, uh, when the city developed, the drainage from Cascade uh, East all came to Shook's run, which was kind of a... Just a grassy swale with rooftops and roads. Uh, the drainage started coming to the creek. With that additional runoff from development, there was enough water to support the cottonwoods. But that created other problems. Uh, but we do have a, a rather deeply scoured creek. Roads, rooftops, and pavement have brought mass quantities of stormwater runoff to the creek, eroding the once shallow run. It can cause a lot of changes in vegetation mm -hmm. uh, and bring in a lot of really invasive, difficult to uh, deal with species. Non-native trees can be problematic to wildlife, especially birds. Here's Lee Faris again. I mean, there's such a delicate balance with all the birds in the habitat, and it has to all be perfectly in place. So when you have trees from different areas that are leafing out or falling at different times, that can really throw off migration patterns. Birds will also have specific relationships with specific insects. Most people might pass by the park without a thought towards these fragile ecological relationships. But for Lee and Gary, agroforestry is just one way to realign our needs with those of our broader ecological community. And that's something to tweet about. For KRCC and State of the Rockies, I'm Sarah Stockton.